Hey everyone, this is Rabbi Brian. If these podcasts have been a blessing to you, will you please consider being a blessing to the nation of Haiti? Mishkan David supports two works of the Lord in Haiti. First is our orphanage, Beth Besed, which means House of Kindness, where 40 children are cared for each day, both spiritually and physically. And of course, there's our own Rabbi Peter Oliveira, who's setting Haiti ablaze by restoring it back to Yeshua, restoring it back to Torah, and to the Jewish roots of our faith in Messiah. Listen, to learn more, please visit www.torahforhaiti.org. That's T-O-R-A-H, number four, Haiti.org. There you can give a tax-deductible financial blessing and sponsor a child for only $20 a month. Hey, thanks for considering, and may Adonai bless you. Enjoy this podcast, which was recorded at our Mishkan David Shabbat service in Rhode Island. Shalom. So um, I've been talking a lot, as everybody knows, about uh, some things about revival and, and Jewish uh, roots and the, uh, uh, the understanding of, of the Jewish roots of the Christian faith becoming more prominent. I've been speaking a lot about that. Um, I've been speaking also about uh, asking for increase in, 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 in spiritual gifts and in an in in increase of the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit loves to operate and move and heal and do miracles through us and in us. And I've been speaking a lot about that. Um, and those, I, for some reason, when I, when I look at that, when I, if I see a tree, I see those things as, as almost like leaves. And I think, but sometimes you just got to come back to the root and to the trunk and that's what I'm going to do today. And I think this, it's very visionary, and I think it's a beautiful thing. And, and what an amazing thing to, to nurture the roots. And I've always seen the things of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the things of the Holy Spirit as fruit. In fact, the Scripture speaks of it as fruit, uh, fruit of the Spirit. Uh, but once that, when that fruit is, is connected to the root, uh, I think there's, there's an amazing, amazing opportunity um, in general, uh, Christianity's, you know, they got the fruit going on, but they, they neglect the Torah, uh, the root. Uh, Judaism has the root, uh, but the Holy Spirit was not poured out on Judaism. It was poured out on the believers uh, in Yeshua, and that's really important. But bringing them together, I think, is an amazing thing. It's amazing and unique and unique, and we have that opportunity even here in this place. So I think that the, uh, the furthering of the, of the roots of our faith, and the furthering of the, of the move of the Holy Spirit, I think has relevance for us as individuals, as a congregation, and throughout the body of Messiah, and that's what I believe prophetically. But today I just feel like we just need kind of to bring it back to the center, and what's our center, and what's our, our, the trunk of this tree. Um, I just want to open up by saying, when I speak about Torah, when I speak about Jewish roots, when I speak about the Hebraic roots of our faith, and, you know, I don't have the qualifications that Rav Shaul, Paul, does. You know, he listed them out at one point. He said, you know, how he was a Pharisee and kept the law perfectly and circumcised on the eighth day. I guess I have that in common with him. Is that too much information? Um, <laughs> but he kept the Torah way better than me. You know, but I do share what he said after that, and I want to say it because I believe it is our center, and I believe it as well. Philippians 3, 8, I count all these things to be loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Yeshua the Messiah, my Lord. And I count them all as rubbish, so I may gain Mashiach and be found in him. So I view it all as loss. That is our center. Yeshua, the Messiah, is our center. 
of the things of the spiritual gifts, and I see the, the move of the Holy Spirit in this place, not just in praise and worship, but in, in words that are spoken and prayers that are said and, and, in, and in miracles and, in, and, in, and things that happen outside of that. Um, but of all these moves of the Spirit, I'm going to center it by just repeating what we all know. If I speak with tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I have become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith so as to move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. 1 Corinthians 13, 1 and 2. In this place, love is our center and always will be. Of the things of the Torah, um, the, if people love to say that they're Torah observant, and, and, and we are a Torah observant congregation, but very often when we think about our Torah observance, we think about the, the more of the cultural things. We think, well, what does it mean to be Torah observant? Well, I keep Shabbat. You know, I celebrate uh, Jewish holidays rather than the Christian holidays. You know, but the Torah, 80% of the Torah has nothing to do with when to celebrate, what to eat, what to wear, all that kind of stuff that we think is really about the Torah. The Torah is about love. It's about justice. It's about treating your neighbor correctly. It's about loving God and how to worship him and praise him. It's about if you wrong somebody, make it right. That's the Torah. All the stuff about when to celebrate and, 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 and what to wear, all that kind of stuff and what to eat and what not to eat, it's in there. But that's like, what, 10% of it? The rest of it is love and, and justice. So when we keep Torah, that is keeping Torah. Yeshua is the Messiah, and it says in the, in the prophets that the law will go forth from Zion. So don't say the law didn't go forth into like the church world, or they totally neglected the law. They keep like a whole lot of it. The weightier matters of it. Yeshua said, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe mint and dill and cumin, and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. These are the things you should have done without neglecting the others. And Yeshua said in Matthew twenty-two forty 40, on these two commandments, which is what? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And you shall love the neighbor, your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hangs the whole law and the prophets. And by the way, he was kind of reiterating something that was spoken a generation before Yeshua. A Pharisee named Hillel said, That which is hateful to you, do not do to another. That is the whole Torah. The rest is commentary. The weightier matters of Torah is our center. We're not defined because we keep Shabbat and keep Shavuot. We're defined by our love for one another, our treatment of another, our, our love for God, and treating people rightly and justly. Of the spiritual gifts, I say, if there are gifts of prophecy, they will be done away with. If there are tongues, they will cease. If there is knowledge, it will be done away with. But love never fails. Thank you, Adonai. 
Love never fails. You know, it's, it says that the gifts will pass away. You know, it's, it's an, one, one thing we are not here. We are not gift chasers. We're not like, because I see that somewhere. We're like, it's, 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 it's almost like the people who chase the tornadoes. Do you know what I mean? They're looking for the rush. You know what I mean? I mean, one day, it could, one day here, it, it could feel amazing, and one day it could be like, eh? But I'll tell you what. I'm going to tell you what. You know where the best miracles of the Holy Spirit happen? Sometimes they happen inside people quietly, and nobody knows. And it doesn't mean the Holy Spirit is not moving. Some of the best moves of the Holy Spirit happen when, like, two friends here go out to dinner and one person shares their heart, you know, at Denny's. And one person shares their heart crying and the other person speaks a word of encouragement or a word of prophecy and that winds up filling them. And it does not happen between these four walls. And that is often how the move of the Spirit happens. God is not limited to the prayer lines. He's not limited to these four walls. And he's not limited to what looks like very, very visible. So we don't go chasing, chasing the gifts. We don't go chasing the gifts. If you want to go chase the gifts, then that's fine. If you want to go to the place where it seems more spiritual, go for it. You know, there's really only one common denominator. In all the places that you've church jumped, there's only one common denominator, by the way. And that's you. <laughs> There's only one common denominator. But Yeshua is in it, not just for the prayer line. He's in it for the long haul. Do you know that? He's not in it just for the prayer line. He's in it for the long haul. And so are we. We're in it with you for the long haul. Being in it for the long haul, the long-term commitment, is our center here. Of the things of the Torah, I say why we uphold and honor the Torah. Torah observance is not our identity. Yeshua is our identity. Now, Yeshua is the living Torah. Yes, he is, but what he's not is a legalistic observance of the Torah. And I have seen, even in Messianic congregations, the Torah being the God and Yeshua not. And I have seen that. Yeshua is our center. We are a messianic, messiah-centered congregation. Where it doesn't, the Torah observance is not our identity. I mean, what does that look like? All right, I'm going to name drop, sorry, but thank God nobody here but one person knows uh, this, this name. Uh, there is a man in my previous congregations, um, I, I know I'm going to be spoken to about saying a name, but I'm going to say it anyway and then be spoken to. Um, the name, his name was, uh, in our previous congregation, his name was Giancarlo. Giancarlo was, uh, to use a term, fresh off the boat Italian. He spoke very, very little English, but he did have one expression because he loved Judaism. He was, you know, Italian, but he loved that he discovered Judaism and he discovered Torah, and he spoke very little English, but he had one expression which he loved, which was... Keep it the Torah. <laughs> you got to keep it a Torah. You got to keep it a Torah. And he would answer that no matter what you said. Hey, Giancarlo, how you doing? Hey, you got to keep it a Torah. Hey, Giancarlo, it's a really nice day today out, huh? Yeah, you got to keep it a Torah. Hey, Giancarlo, the price of gas went up uh, three cents last week. What do you think of that? Hey, you got to keep it a Torah. Hey, Giancarlo, how's that stock doing? Hey, you got to keep it a Torah. Oh, you like, you want to try it? 
you got to do the hands too. You got to keep it a Torah, right? All right, wait a minute. All right. Hey, Giancarlo, today's Saturday. You know what that means tomorrow is? Sunday. What do you think of that? That's exactly Giancarlo, okay? The problem is Giancarlo loved to keep it a Torah so much that he forgot a Yeshua. And he went to Orthodox Judaism and uh, renounced his belief in Yeshua. No capiche. So we lift up a Giancarlo that he loves the living Torah, Yeshua HaMashiach. And may that never happen. Yeshua is the center of our faith. He is our identity. We are made in his image. He is our center. The living Torah is our center. Of the spiritual gifts, I will say when the reaper comes and he is coming soon, he's going to be looking for the fruit, not the gifts. That's what he reaps. In fact, the one who says that he spoke about, Matthew 7, 22 and 23, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, gift, and in your name cast out demons, gift, and in your name perform many miracles, gift, then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness, which is Torahlessness, by the way, in the Jewish mindset. These, this, this individual practiced a lot of gifts, but he didn't have the fruit. And I've said this before. I even said it at our newcomers meeting almost a year ago. We're going to have another newcomers meeting pretty soon. I, I am all for God using his spirit as he wants. He uses it. I mean, he gives us his spirit. The Holy Spirit was not poured out on Pharisaic Judaism. And they did everything right according to Torah. They, they got the letter of the law down. But it was these bungling fishermen that God poured the Spirit on. And when he pours his Spirit on us, that means he can operate. That means there is a word. That means there is a tongue. That there is a healing. That there is a miracle. And God uses that, and he is free to do that. He is free in this place to, 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 to awaken a gift in anyone and use it. But as, as spiritual gifts increase, love is still the center. I love the spiritual gifts. I love even more the spiritual fruit. I am blown away always when people come in this place and they always tell me that they feel like they're in this like little sea of love. Like the 50s song. Come with me. And I'm amazed by that. And that will, may that always, always, always be the case. The spiritual fruit is our center. Of the Torah, I say that we're not under the law. We love the Torah, we keep the Torah, but we are not under the law. <laughs> we are not under the law. What does it mean to be under the law? I don't have to look any more far, any farther than my own family. Where in, even in talks with my Orthodox Jewish sister, the more you do, the more righteous you are. The more you do, the more righteous you are. If, if we are 100% equal and then you do a little mitzvah, you're more righteous than I at that moment. If I do two more than you, I am more righteous than you. That is being under the law. It's under the law. And even Paul, when, 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 these, when these Pharisee believers came and started to tell the ones who already received the Holy Spirit, they said, no, 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 you're not done. You got to keep the whole thing and you got to do that thing that's normally happened when you're eight days old. And, and Paul was like, he was, he, was, he was nuts about it. He was livid about it. He said, you who started with the Holy Spirit, you're now going to perfect yourself with the works? 
It doesn't mean we don't, we don't live righteously. It doesn't mean we don't keep it. It doesn't mean we don't do it. But that is not our righteousness. Yeshua is our righteousness. He keeps the Torah perfectly. Every day, Yeshua keeps the Torah perfectly within us. And that's where we hang our hat. And in doing so, we live a righteous life according to the Holy Spirit. You know, I always knew this. When I was going to strip joints when I was a lot younger, I, I knew the commandment. It was only when the Holy Spirit came into me where I went in there and it's, I said, oh, this is not good. It wasn't the letter of the law. It was the Holy Spirit interacting with the letter of the law, making it alive within me where I said no more. And that was the last time many, many years ago. It's the Holy Spirit that convicts. That is why we are not under the law. That is what it means to not be under the law. It doesn't mean we don't do it. It doesn't mean it's thrown away. It means that the Holy Spirit convicts. And our righteousness is based on him. Like what's, a, what's a, like, a, like an analogy? Like, like, a, like, the, like there's, okay, there's speed limit signs all over the place, right? I can't, Sammy Hagar, I can't drive. 55, right? So, so like there's 50, all right, who here speeds, right? Who here, like, you know the law is there, but who keeps breaking it and 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 breaking it? Who doesn't even care that they're breaking it anymore? Now imagine the good, good judge takes all of your speeding tickets that you, you rightfully owe and pays them all himself. And never, and says you will never get a speeding ticket again. Well, let me ask you a question. Do we still drive the speed limit or do we say, I don't have to drive the speed limit anymore? What's the value of, what's the value of, <laughs> what's the value of the speed limit? You're going to protect yourself. You're going to protect others. It's still good to do. And what do we do? Like, do we take this gift that the good judge gives us and say, like, we don't just have to do it anymore? The, the, the law is still there. The righteous requirements are, always, are there, but he fulfilled it all already. So it's, un, it's with that do we do our best to keep Torah. That is not being under the law. So in this place, we um, are not under the law. And being led, being, living lives by the Spirit is our center. By the Spirit convicting us of where we need to be convicted of. Of the spiritual gifts, I say, as I've been saying, seek them. It says in the scriptures to seek them. It says, earnestly desire spiritual gifts. Earnestly desire them, but pursue love. 1 Corinthians 14, 1. And I mean it. It says 14, 13. It says, those who speak in a tongue, pray that he may interpret. How many speak in tongues but don't interpret? This is your time to ask. It says, uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 1, especially that you may prophesy. Who has a word but just never says it anyway? This is your time to bring that forth. But it also says, 1 Corinthians 14, 19, so you who are zealous of spiritual gifts, anybody zealous of the spiritual gifts? Seek to abound for the edification of the congregation. Now, how many people have been in congregations where the spiritual gifts are operating and something, something in you says this is not really edifying? Now, the thing about edification is that it's very subjective. It's very subjective. I guarantee this, that somebody can go speaking in tongues and one person can be like, hallelujah, prophets in our midst, and another person can come speak to me afterwards how inappropriate it was. Guarantee. Okay? 
But as we as as the spirit has freedom in here and as as it's connected to the root, I know and I know and I know that there is a move of the spirit that is beautiful and holy and edifying and unique for us in this congregation that is that is just right. I know it. Edification of the body is our center. Of the Torah, it says, um, I, I, I say often about the Torah, I, you know, I, I come here and I, 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 it almost sounds like I know like the secret sauce to like having a Jewish person accept the Lord. Like nobody else knows it but me. You know, I come and like, you got to do this and it's got to be Jewish and it's got to this and they're never going to join the church. You know, I come in with this, with this thing and I do believe it from a prophetic standpoint. I believe that corporate Israel will need to see a church that is back to being grafted in to recognize Messiah. I believe that from a prophetic standpoint from corporate Israel, which will then say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. I believe that. But from an individual perspective, Jew or Gentile, there is only one person who knows what that person needs and that is the Holy Spirit. Not me. Let me give you a little bit of a story. I've shared this before here. Um, is anybody here? Uh, Michelle is not here. She was probably the only one. Maybe some others. My wife witnessed it. So here's a little story. Going back about eight years, we were meeting at a church in Bar... Mishkan David was meeting at a church in Barrowville. Um, and it was a happy-go-lucky service. And everybody's worshiping and everybody's praising except for one person who was sitting in his seat crying. And it turned out this individual just lost his brother like the day before, and he was weeping. And Rabbi Peter like, saw him like, you know, like crying over here, and he saw everybody else worshiping, ignoring the guy that was crying. And Rabbi Peter lost it. He turned off the music, and he said that he took a, 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 like a, a vase or a flask, what would you call it, a, like, a, a, like a vase with a handle. And he said, and he put, put water in it. And he said, if we are filled with water, and we don't pour it out to people who need it, God's going to pour, us out, pour it out of us. And he's going to take the water, and he poured it out, and he put this vase down, he took his shofar, and he smashed it. And shards went all over the place. And then he lost it, you know, and he threw his shofar against, uh, against the wall, and expletives were flying all over the place. And then he said, how can we love the Bible when a living epistle is broken and we don't care? And he picked up his Bible and he said that this Bible here, I bought at Walmart for five bucks. And if I drop it, people are going to want to pick it up and kiss it. But this guy's busted up and nobody cares. So he started to rip up the Bible. Tear out pages, crumple it, tear it, tear it, tear it, tear it, tear it, tear it. It was just a crazy service. And then after that was over, like he just went down on his face and he thought this was the end of his rabbi career. Um, so it was, it was, it was pretty intense. And uh, all of a sudden, this one person, this, who's like maybe came like three times in her life, uh, she had like a show on TV as a prophetess or something like that. She went up to Rabbi Peter on the floor and tapped him on the shoulder and said, Rabbi Peter, I think I have a word for your congregation. And she started to throw out, you know, like the standard Christianese evangelism stuff. Who here wants to accept Jesus Christ? Who here wants to accept him? You don't want to go to hell? You got to accept Jesus Christ. You know, and all this kind of stuff. And she's, who here wants to accept? Who here wants to accept? All of a sudden, a hand from the back row raises up. Barry comes forth and accepts the Lord at that moment. Rabbi Peter gets up, takes a little bottle of water. We immerse, baptize Barry right then and there. Wouldn't you know it, Barry was Jewish. 
we learned about Barry when we went out to dinner with him or something like that a couple of days later. Uh, Barry was abused as a child, and his father was very angry at anti-Semites. And uh, Barry's father, what he used to do, he used to drive Barry to kind of seedy places where there was a lot of crime. And Barry's father would see a little gang in the corner, and he would tell young Barry, go beat them up. And if Barry got beat up, he'd come back to his dad, and his dad would beat him up too. That's where he grew up. Well, now as an adult, he started looking for God. And he went to church, and he couldn't find it. He went to Jewish synagogue, he couldn't find it. Then he steps into Mishkan David, and he sees an insane rabbi tearing the place up. And he said, that's a God I relate to, a God that will tear a place down to get to me. Him I want to accept. Who could have known that but the Holy Spirit? Who could know that but the Holy Spirit? So as I share about Jewish roots, I don't know anything about what an individual needs who comes into this place, but God does. And that is our center. The Holy Spirit knows what he is doing. Of both the Holy Spirit and of the law, I say this. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And in conclusion... And I'm going to say this, and sometimes the Lord gives me really neat revelations, and I come here, and, and whatever he gives me, the little he gives me when I come here on Shabbat, I just, I do my best to share it, whatever it is, to, to bring it forth, whatever he's given me, but what's our center and what's my center? Listen, 1 Corinthians 2, 2, I have determined to know nothing among you except Yeshua, the Messiah, and him crucified. He is our center. Messiah Yeshua is he who died, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who intercedes for us. In him all things were created, both in heavens and earth, visible and invisible, thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. In him, we as a congregation have our being. He was pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. The chastisement of our, for our peace was upon him, fell upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. He is the Passover lamb whose blood takes away the sin of the world. It is his blood on the doorpost where we march out of spiritual slavery, just like the blood on the doorpost of our ancestors had to march out of physical slavery. He is the Passover lamb through the door with his blood is the only way into out of slavery and into the kingdom of God and into relationship with God. As Jewish roots increase, as gifts increase, he is our center our grounding. He is Lord of Shabbat right here, right now, every Shabbat, every day. Yeshua HaMashiach is our center. Amen.